And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruit and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. 15. On today's Fantasy Baseball in 15, I learn a valuable lesson about streaming. Like death and taxes, Dodger's been a Dodger. <laughs> I have That's not had uh, three co-crews yet. It works great in a fantasy league. I'm just glad I am not at the dentist. Fantasy Baseball in 15. On The Athletic. Welcome to Fantasy Baseball in 15 for April 27th. Derek Van Riper here with Nando DeFino once again. I think Nando, first thing in the morning, is optimal Nando. <laughs> well, I'm just happy to be alive, you know? No coffee, nothing, DVR. Big glass of water and let's go. Well, you didn't have Austin Gomber wreaking havoc on your ratios on Monday night. But uh, I, too, happy to be here despite uh, the unpleasantries happening on the mound in San Francisco. Uh, Some good news for you on this Tuesday. Mike Trout and Anthony Rendon were back in the lineup for the Angels on Monday. Rendon came off the IL. Trout hadn't played over the course of the weekend after getting hit by a pitch last week Thursday. So very good news for the Angels and fantasy managers alike. Jose Altuve was back from the COVID list. But the first play I really want to get into is Jake Odorizzi. We found out that he was placed on the 10-day IL on Monday. They're calling his injury a right pronator muscle strain. He could be back after two missed turns in the rotation. That's still a little bit up in the air. No word officially yet on the replacement, but it comes down to Luis Garcia or Kent Emanuel. Who of those two guys do you actually like better, Nando? Well, can I just say before I answer that question, we should have started recording this show 11 minutes ago when you you spent like a good eight minutes cursing Austin Gomber. I don't want people to, to lose sight of that. You missed an amazing... Derek Van Riper off-air conversation about how bad Austin Gomber is killing him. Um, that being said, so here's what I love about Kent Emanuel. He wears the number zero uh, because that's how many days he thought he should have spent uh, on the suspended list for a PED test that he says was um, tainted and he's not guilty of it. Uh, but everything else, is just, he doesn't strike out a lot of people. He's had humongous ERA and, and whip numbers in the minor leagues. Um, but I do love the zero. But for me, it's Luis Garcia all the way. I like I like Luis Garcia legitimately. Lots of strikeouts. I know he doesn't have a very long track record, but um, for me, it's more Garcia than Emmanuel. Although it seemed like Dusty Baker really liked Kent Emmanuel, like the way he was talking to him. He's, he's like, you know, we sometimes it's better if you just give the guy the ball and tell him to go, and you don't give him a couple days to know that you know he's going to be starting and get inside his head. It was just like, hey, go, you go now. Um, but yeah, Luis, I, I don't know, man. I, how many people have said Kent Emmanuel? do you think would have said Kent Emanuel maybe one in 20 I mean it was pretty cool to see him come in out of the bullpen without even having his first cup of coffee to go eight and two-thirds out of the panel he gave up a couple runs on five hits in his big league debut against the Angels picked up the win too so one of the more unusual performances you'll ever see like you though I'm on Luis Garcia I've been pretty interested in him 
all through draft season, really. And if any one of the starters misses extended time, I think Garcia makes sense as a longer-term replacement. Where things could get more complicated is if Framber Valdez eventually is back in the fold. They've been so coy about his timetable to this point that it seems like he's still probably weeks away from returning. That leaves the door open for Garcia to probably take the order Rizzi starts here in the short term. But wow, the injuries continue to pile up on the Houston pitchers in particular. Let's get to Byron Buxton. He was held out of Monday's lineup due to knee soreness stemming from lingering patellar tendonitis. But apparently, according to Aaron Gleeman, one of our Twins beat writers here at The Athletic, this is something that Buxton's been dealing with all season. And he's been amazing. So my question for you is, without Buxton's injury history, would this just be a typical sort of minor injury that a guy gets a day off from and we really wouldn't worry about it? Yeah, well, I mean, look, it sounds a lot more, fr- I mean, lingering patellar tendonitis sounds frightening, even though, I mean, it's, you know, tendonitis is one of the weaker of the injuries. But yeah, that's a good point. But, you know, you got to, you got to, it's, was it Ron Chandler? Health is a skill. Um, I think I'm paraphrasing and it might not be Ron, but like <laughs> the, <laughs> more and more, I'm, I'm buying into that, man, because like I, I pick up these frustrating guys and I'm like, this is the year, you know, the chances are that he'll be healthy and then he's not. Um, so Byron Bucks, the man sucks because he was having such a good year and this is just gonna, you know, if he hits a cold streak and like goes two thirty over the next 15 games, we're like, well, it's his knee, you know, his knee's bugging him. He's going to need some time off. So that stinks. And there's nothing you can do about it. You could trade for him if you really want like to, to try it. Cause now it's super buy low. Cause I'm sure whoever has him is like, Oh great. Here we go again. Um, but if you have him, you just got to hold him and play him. Yeah, I think this is the time to make an offer if you were trying to previously buy high. If you're believing in power first Buxton, this is the little window to possibly get him at something of a discount. Who would you give a Brian McMahon for him? I'm just thinking of like you know, he's leading the majors and homers or tied for the lead. Would you give up Brian McMahon to get Byron Buxton? Because I don't know if I would right now. I would do that. I think All that's right. fair. I think it's very fair though. I mean, I think it's at least the kind of offer that if you have Buxton right now and that just shows up on your screen, you're thinking about it for sure. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. I don't know. That just popped into my head. Oh, good fair trade offer. All right, not bad. Uh, some other injury notes to pass along. Gavin Lux came back from the IL. He was back in the lineup for Monday night's game against the Reds, so some good news for the Dodgers. Uh, Christian Yelich still not doing baseball activities. He's working his way back from a back injury. I saw some reports that suggested he could be back for the Brewers' weekend series. Uh, that seems to be a little bit up in the air at this point. Uh, Some good news for Atlanta. Max Freed, who's been down with a hamstring injury, could be back for their series next week against the Nationals. This is according to David O'Brien from The Athletics. So we'll keep an eye on that over the next few days. Uh, Here's another one that's pretty interesting. Luke Voigt is progressing in his rehab at the alternate site. Just a ton of encouraging reports coming from the Yankees beat. Hopefully he's back soon, though, Nando. They had Rugnet Odor in the cleanup spot for the second straight day on Monday, which... Look, I know this offense is struggling. I am not a Yankees apologist, despite recent uh, things that I have said on Twitter. Um, <laughs> what the heck is going on here with this offense? Why would you hit Rudned Odor in the cleanup spot? I mean, yeah, Gleyber Torres is slumping, but who do you think is more likely to help you, Torres or Odor? Like, I, I just can't believe we're still cranky about lineup decisions like this because this one seems so obvious. Uh, you know, I have like so I wrote the waiver wire column two weeks ago, um, the one that you did so wonderfully last year uh, before Scott Engel took over. 
And I kind of made a case for Rugnet Odors. You know, maybe you know, we're only a couple of years away from this guy having hit like 270 with 30 home runs. It's it's not another question he can get fixed, especially in Yankee Stadium. Uh, so I can see some reasons for it. Maybe if you're like, hey, something might click. And this is what this guy needs, that boost of confidence that the Rangers never gave him because they're always going to trade him or jerking him around, you know, this, that, that, that. So uh, maybe there was like a, you know, psychological move to get him in there and be like, we trust you. You're our power hitter. And we need you to hit some dingers for us. And, you know, if it backfires, what's the worst that happens? 0 for 4? But if it hits, I mean, you've got a guy who you got for free who's locked in again. Maybe. Hopefully they don't stick with it too long, though, because it doesn't appear to be uh, building up the <laughs> confidence at this point. It's, uh, it's as good a guess as any that I could come up with because it just didn't make sense to me when I saw that build as they fell to the Orioles on Monday night. Let's get to a few more impressive performances from Monday. Reese Hoskins tied now for the league lead in home runs. Had a couple of homers in a game where Zach Wheeler had 9Ks, only allowed one run over on one hit over eight innings. And Adam Wainwright tossed a complete game and lost. Just an absolute wild game between the Phillies and the Cardinals. Uh, but Jazz Chisholm, two for four, two more hits, and two steals against Corbin Burns, the most untouchable pitcher in the game early on this season. Jazz is amazing. I, I'm, I'm running out of, of ways to describe how great he is. And at this point, I, I mean, I'm in the league with daily moves. I tried to play the matchups a little bit and sit him down because Corbin Burns is really good. And it backfired because every little micro decision I've made with my rosters in the last 24 hours has backfired. <laughs> it's early. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, it is pretty early. You know what's crazy? Oh, so you know what's crazy about Jazz Chisholm? And I just want to throw this in there real quick. He's forever going to be the guy who was part of the lost the Zach Gallon trade. What you're saying? For as how, as how well is he playing? As he's playing, I, I don't think he'll ever be like, I don't think everyone's going to look at that trade and be like, well, it was even. You know what I mean? Like, it's always going to be Zach Gallon. That side was the win. Yeah, I think there's a chance the Marlins could still win the trade. And it's starting to look more like a possible even sort of deal. Because one thing the Marlins have done really well is develop some young pitching. I mean, Trevor Rogers pitched really well again against the Brewers. I talked about it on the Monday episode of Fantasy Baseball in 15 with Ian. You can pick on the Brewers right now. I mean, no Yelich here is struggling. Uh, A couple other players like Kane are banged up right now, so they're really shorthanded right now. But Ian Trevor Rogers, yeah, Ian did Ian stepped in. Because <laughs> he, he, he got angry at us. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't listen. I'm disappointed, actually. <laughs> I got a lot of stuff going on, DVR. Come on. But that's why we have this show, to save you time, to keep you up on what's happening. <laughs> Ian, that's amazing. All right, sorry. <laughs> Continue. But Trevor Rogers, you could throw him out there against pretty much anybody at this point. He looks Phenomenal. Three really good pitches, good command early on here in 2021. That Braves lineup looks like it's waking up. Some good news from them. Uh, All the hitters, one through eight, got on base at least once against the Cubs. It was only a matter of time before that offense started to wake up. The player that stood out to me in that game, Nico Horner. What do you think of Nico Horner, Nando? He let off, had a couple of hits, and all he has to do is out-hit David Bodie to keep a spot once Jock Peterson eventually comes off the I.L. Yeah, I'm uh, neither here nor there on Nico Horner. Like I, I'm like he's good, he's fine. He probably won't be on many of my teams, um, but I I like him. I know this isn't the most hard hitting analysis, but um, I don't know. You know, like you dig into this guy's numbers and you just can't form an opinion, and that's just how my brain works. So I just kind of push him off to the side, and and you know, he, you can have him. I'm probably not going to have him on my teams. You can have him. Um, he just doesn't jump out to me, but. 
I see the upside, and I'm willing to take a loss on that one. It's just not the way my analysis kind of brings me to players. Does that make sense? I don't know. Like Ian Happ, I'm like, yeah, give me Ian Happ all day. Nico Horner, I'm just kind of like, eh, you know, whatever. Yeah, with Horner, it's a lot of hit tool, and you don't know if you're going to get power or speed with it. With Happ, you know, you have a good OBP, you have power, you have speed. So I, I could see being a lot more interested in Happ and players with that profile than guys like Horner, who could be a good average, but not much else. That's entirely possible. But if he ends up settling in atop that order, I think that would change things quite a bit for him. Uh, Shohei Otani doing Shohei Otani things again on Monday night, by the way. Started, had nine Ks over five innings, did give up four runs, uh, was going to get the win at the time of this recording. Season ERA is now at 329. He also went two for three with a couple of RBIs and three runs scored because, of course, he did. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Uh, let's get to some Tuesday streamers. We talked about a lot of these guys last week because of the way the schedule worked out. David Peterson against the Red Sox, Aaron Sanchez against the Rockies, Michael Waka against the A's, and maybe Jake Junis, who you didn't like last week. Maybe Still don't you like think him. about him. No. No. At Pittsburgh? <laughs> I'm sorry. DVR, didn't you just learn a very important lesson tonight with Austin Gomber about, you know, oh, i got to stream this two-star guy, whatever, whatever? You know, it's just against Pittsburgh, two-star guys. Not saying the same thing, but, I mean, that's – that strategy doesn't work for me. Now, come on. You, you don't want to throw Jake Junis against Pittsburgh? I read these Star Wars comic books. Um, I don't know if that's very apparent from who I am and what I do for a living. <laughs> but there is a scene in one of them. It's, a Darth, it's one of the Darth Vader ones. And, uh, you know, he's going into the rebel fleet. And they're like, are you a fool? You know, a fool? They're all the rebel fleet. And he's like, fools, I'm a dark lord of the Sith. They should be afraid of me. And I know that's a long way of saying maybe Pittsburgh's looking at it like, oh, we got Jacob Junis. Let's tee off. Instead of looking at it like, oh, Jacob Junis has Pittsburgh. Let's get him in our lineups. That's all I'm saying. See, I thought you were going to say that the bad pitchers should be afraid of me because I know when they're going to be good. I thought I thought this was going to be a little pat <laughs> on the back, vote of confidence yeah. for your friend, not, not more discouragement. I don't need more discouragement right now. Let me see if I can find a player you do like. What about... Daniel Castano against the aforementioned struggling Brewers offense. He's a Marlin, check. Yep. yep. And he's facing a team that is really struggling offensively, check. Are you in on Castano for a Tuesday stream? Yeah, I could. I mean, look, you already passed Urania, who I like legitimately. I don't know why you like him, though. I, I think he's a new pitcher with Detroit, man. I think this is just one of those guys who got onto a different team. He got some good advice, they unlocked him a little bit. He's throwing 95. I mean, he was always kind of throwing high 94, 94 point whatever. Um, I don't know. I just feel like it's a different outlook for the guy. A new lease on life, so to speak. And then I like Waka number two, and then I'll get on Castano at number three. Yeah, I think with Urania, I wish they were doing something radically different with his pitch picks, but it looks like the same stuff he was throwing out there with the Marlins. Like if it was a slider-heavy approach or if his velocity was up, I could get behind it. But I think... Same old guy who might be better than I'm giving him credit for. It might be more streamable than I'm giving him credit for. White Sox are a tough matchup, though. That's why I'm out on Urania, at least for this week. But Castano, as much as I want to stream just about anybody against the Brewers, that's where I'm applying the same logic you're applying to Jake Junis. I'm in on Junis. 
I'm out on Castano. We will find out how wrong I am on Tuesday, and I'm really looking forward to finding out how wrong I am because we get to talk again tomorrow for the Wednesday installment of Fantasy Baseball in 15. If you're enjoying this show on a platform that allows you to rate and review it, we'd greatly appreciate that. Well, DVR will. I mean, you get, you get all the spoils from it. I'm, I'm going to be gone in a couple episodes. I'll pass along the kind words. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> but that's going to do it for this episode of Fantasy Baseball in 15. We are back with you on Wednesday. <laughs>